Welcome to PwC's Tax Reform Readiness podcast series. In this podcast, David Nixon, a PwC tax principal and leader of our intercompany design and execution practice, Eileen Mullaney, a PwC tax partner and leader of our global mobility consulting practice, and Rohit Sacheva, a PwC tax principal who focuses on supply and value chain reorganizations, discuss the significant changes in the mobility landscape and what it means for companies in assessing their current options. Have a listen. Well, hi there. Uh, my name is David Nixon, and uh, I lead uh, the Internet Company Design and Execution uh, Group at, at PwC. Uh, and I'm joined by um, fellow partners, uh, Eileen Mullaney, who uh, is the leader of our uh, mobility consulting practice in the US, and Rohit Sachdeva, who is international tax partner, supply chain guru, value chain transformation expert. Um, and, you know, we've been, you know, what, what, you know, with clients, we've seen, you know, significant changes in the mobility landscape. And maybe I could start with you, Eileen, and just say, you know, how, how much change are our clients dealing with in this space? You know, it's interesting. Mobility no longer means an expat assignment. Mobility means anytime there's any movement cross-border, state to state, um, any type of movement at all, from a one-way relocation to a permanent transfer to an assignment to travel to commuting, kind of all of the above. So really all of it. Yeah. So dramatic change for an organization. Old numbers were around 1% of the global employee workforce. Now numbers as high as 80%. So, so tremendous yeah. uh, focus on mobility for organizations. So huge impact huge. on... Who's mobile, of, who's mobile yeah. and what kind of mobility they're actually undertaking. Yep. And if we sort of think about right, the international tax landscape anyway under BEPS, and now we think about U.S. tax reform, I mean, what does this mean for companies who are kind of trying to assess their options uh, going forward? Um, David, I think you, you talk, touched upon the uh, BEPS OECD changes. On top of that, you have U.S. reform. So what we find when we talk to clients is that they are inundated. You know, the change in tax planning and, and the landscape is coming so fast that they barely have time to breathe. And, and when you think about the business changes, which Eileen just touched upon, the internal workforce changes, the mobility aspects, uh, that's something that the you know, clients and the tax departments are aware of and the risks that they create. But the biggest challenge we find is time. Right, so how do they track that aspect and you know, weigh the risk? And how do they make changes to that? I mean, I understand that mobility is there to stay. Mm -hmm. And I also understand this tax challenges are here to stay. So from that point of view, uh, I think if there's a way to leverage some of the internal systems like IT systems or internal audit or some kind of a governance mechanism which you can incorporate you know, where tax is a key member of, mm -hmm. I think that would help the tax department significantly. Yeah, and I think when we, we've kind of done surveys of our clients, uh, you know, I think they've indicated historically that, you know, the connection between tax and HR strategy has been, you know, it's been patchy or, you know, more as a kind of as issues arise. And I think what you're both talking about is there's this kind of critical need to be a lot more integrated from a strategic perspective. and 
When you think about a governance model of a mobility program, you know, mobility typically sits within corporate HR, but to really execute a program well, it's heavily dependent on corporate tax, corporate finance, um, legal, the business, and HR. So it's not really a standalone program, and especially given the complexity and the varying patterns of mobility today, it no longer can be just a mobility function, kind of a lot island onto itself. It really does have to be uh, highly collaborative, highly integrated uh, within the organization. Yeah. And I'm guessing, Rohit, you know, from a strategic perspective, there may just be some really big constraints or, or you know, just things people got to take account of, right. you know, that, that are possibly more, much more significant than the tax issues they're facing. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but having said that, um, the companies have set up these structures where any kind of a mismatch between what your transfer pricing policies are versus where the actual substance lies or where the people are when they're performing those key activities. I think the, um, the challenge in the future uh, would come based on those kind of audits by the tax authorities. So anything that the companies can do proactively to you know, be able to defend against that, I think would go a long way. Yeah. So I think you know, key message is make friends, uh, reach across the aisle, um, know where your people are, know what they're doing, yeah. know how long they intend to be there, ensure they have the right work authorization to be in that location doing what they say they're going to be doing. Yeah, and and I'm and I know because we've spoken about this for yeah, pay your taxes. <laughs> Always pay your taxes. But but key thing is the data's there, right? And and it's, I know, you know, we've spoken about this, yeah. you know, previously is you know, there's so much that tax departments can take advantage of to kind of figure out, you know, how the employee base is changing. Yeah, it's no longer a two to three year governance audit, it's something more regular is yeah. what is needed. Yeah. Real time. Excellent. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you would like more information about this topic, please email the participants. Their email addresses can be found in the description of this episode. Thank you.